thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today. Come on in. We're having a good time around the Word. And uh, get your Bibles. Expect something. Expect God to speak to you. Amen. Expect for clarity to come because we're believing God with you for answers for your life. Uh, We've been looking at something. um, Jude, in, of course, just one chapter in the book of Jude in verse 3 it tells in there, he was writing and he said, earnestly contend for the faith. Look at those words, such active words, earnestly contend. When I see this word earnestly, I always think of the word interested. That when you're interested in something, you're earnest about it. And our interest level will show, uh, will dictate how earnest we are. Notice this, he's saying earnestly contend for the faith. And then we have this word contend. This, this lets us know there's opposition. So to get past the opposition, we have to be interested. Earnestly contend. Don't half-heartedly contend, but earnestly contend for the faith. Why? Because there's enemies to our faith. And uh, it's with our faith, we lay hold of all that God's made ours we begin to experience all God's made ours when we lay hold of those things with faith. And notice it's not just a passive approach, it's an earnest approach. And so we've also been looking at another word that is so important. And really it's what I'm teaching on in this series. It's called fervency, being fervent. Um, I want us to go back to Revelation chapter three. And we're going to start reading. Now, we invite you to go back and watch previous episodes because uh, we can't take time to restate everything, but we'll go back to these key scriptures that we've been looking at. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. Jesus was speaking and he was saying to write this to the church in Laodicea. And he said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Wow. <clears throat> so notice he's, he's letting us know that he's talking about a spiritual temperature, yes. right? If someone is spiritually hot or someone's spiritually cold and he's telling this church, you're lukewarm. And we would think that lukewarm would be better than cold, but not in his estimation and not in his description because something to be lukewarm, it once had heat applied to it and got turned off or it went part of the way. It was cold and it went part of the way and never went on to hotness. 
but cold means it never had heat applied to it. And he's saying, I'd rather that you never even knew some of these things than have known them and back away from them, move away from them or not be interested in them and you become lukewarm. And so again, we, we see this, that it's important that we're hot toward the word. We're hot toward our inheritance in Christ. When we think about uh, David as a young boy, his father sent him out to go check, go check on your brothers, how they do in the battle. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, his response to what he saw that day on the battlefield mm-hmm. was different than anyone else's. That's right. Right. That's right. All the others uh, were hiding because there was a big boy named <laughs> Goliath <laughs> coming out and threatening mm-hmm. God's army. And uh, what were they doing? They were hiding. Yeah. Military men aren't trained to hide. That's not, a, you know, an, a, a military strategy, hide. <laughs> now, there may, may be things, times they may be undercover until they're ready to launch, yeah. but they're not hiding. That's right. <laughs> They're waiting for strategic times and positions to happen. But David, he comes up on them and they're all hiding. There's nothing that tells us that David hid. He didn't hide. His approach was completely different. Why? Because something in him was different. Something in him was different. And what was it? He had faith. He was hot toward God. And we know his spiritual temperature by what he said about Goliath. You uncircumcised Philistine. I mean, you can hear him. He didn't just say, you uncircumcised Philistine. Brother, you know he spewed that out. That came out with a fire and a force. You uncircumcised Philistine taunting the armies of God. What was he saying? You got no covenant. You got nothing bigger than you backing you. That's what he's saying. We have something bigger than us backing us. But Goliath was the biggest thing he had working for himself, was him. For us, it's God. And this is what David was remembering. Why? Because he was interested in God being represented rightly. Hiding was not proper representation of the, of the God of their covenant, right? So he, David comes out, he's hot, right? I mean, he goes after, he goes after Goliath and, and of course Goliath taunted David and uh, David came back at him and he said, I'm going to take your head off your shoulders and not only that, I'm going to take them all off. I'm coming after the whole bunch of you, right? What was that fervency? The fervency of faith. If our faith isn't fervent, we're invited to more fervency. Amen. We're hot with our faith. We're not just sit back passive waiting for something to take place. When we know something is ours and when God has given us command towards something, we're fervent about it. We go after it and we don't quit until that thing is consummated. Amen. Amen. So we had also read in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. In previous episodes, we read this and we're going to read it again. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. 
Look at this in verse 11. Not slothful in business, mm -hmm. fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So notice we see three words, slothful, fervent, serving. Notice the way to serve is not slothful. It's to be, serve, it's to be fervent. No more than slothfulness works in business. Sloth, slothfulness does not work in the spiritual life either. Amen. We have to be fervent. Why? Because we have an enemy. We have an opposition. <clears throat> and so the enemy seeks to steal from us. And if we're not fervent mm -hmm. about what has been made ours, we will let things be taken from us that we should have been enjoying. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> we will stand back from ground we should have taken. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. We saw a whole generation stand yes, back, right. slothful, yeah. not fervent. Right. Right. When God delivered his people out of Egypt, an entire generation never moved forward. Why? They didn't have the fervency of faith. Yeah, yeah. When we're not hot, that's when, uh, if I could say this, doubt and unbelief has an easier time moving us. So we need to stay hot. Yeah. 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 Stay full of faith. Yeah. Stay full of the Word. Yes. Yes. Amen. Um, here it says, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. It gives us this idea, God is telling us how's the proper way to serve him fervently. fervently. Not slothfully, fervently. Meaning this, we're glad we get to take a place in the local church. We're so grateful that we get to attend and have a pastor and sit among the brethren who love what we love, honor what we honor. That's an honor to be able to sit there and to receive in that fellowship. But not only that, uh, everyone bringing their supply yep. to that local church. Yes. Everyone needs a pastor. Everyone yeah, is everybody. to bring a supply to that local church. Not just come and sit, but be fervent in serving the yes. Lord. Yes. How many of you know just to show up is not fervent in serving? So what it says, fervent in spirit, serving. Serving, serving the Lord. So it shows us how he wants to be served. So whenever we're, we are asked in the church or whenever we're offered the opportunity to serve or we, if we're not offered, we go and we ask, can I serve? Can I be a blessing in some way? We're, we're glad to do that. Why? Because we're fervent about God's business. Amen. And anything connected to God is worth being fervent. Yes. And I don't care how, if I could say hidden the task is. It's a, it's, a, it's a task of honor That's right. because it's connected to God. David said, as, as king, he said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of the wicked. In other words, I don't have to have a visible location. To do something that's unseen for God is more honorable than to be able to dwell in, in the pride or to occupy an honored seat among the unsaved. This word fervent, when it says again in Romans 12, verse 11, fervent in spirit, the definition for the word servant means to be hot, to boil. That's what we were talking about in Revelation. Why were they lukewarm? They weren't fervent anymore. They weren't stirred up about spiritual things. They were treating them lightly. It's not 
It's not to be treated lightly that we can lay hold of the healing Jesus made ours. We shouldn't treat that lightly. That is an honor to live healed, to be able to be a blessing to help someone else in their health, believing with them, laying hands on them. What an honor. And we need to be fervent about all that God has made ours because if we're not fervent, the thief will come and steal, kill, and destroy from us things we should be enjoying. And uh, if we're hot about these things, we're not going to allow ourselves to be robbed from. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So we see this is the spiritual temperature of those who are spiritually healthy. They're not uh, malnutritioned spiritually. They're not um, anemic spiritually. They're healthy. We had said this on a previous episode. You go to the doctor just even for a, a routine checkup. One of the first things they do after they put you on the scale. Oh, yeah, come on. Right? I mean, they put you on the scale. I'm saying, wait a minute. I got my heavy shoes on. Let me take my heavy shoes off. <laughs> and you do, anyway, praise the Lord. But the next thing they do, <laughs> it's like this isn't published anywhere, is it? <laughs> the next thing they do is they pop a, a thermometer in your mouth. They're taking your temperature. Why? That's an indicator of your physical health. Fervency is an indicator of your spiritual health. And if we're spiritually healthy, we're hot. We're not lukewarm. We're not cold. Spiritual health is hotness for God. Fervent for God. I'm not talking about a personality trait. Some people are high energy. They're enthusiastic. Just their their own temperament, their own natural bend is they're just excited about everything. Then you have others that are just, you know, they're pretty even killed or some that are, are quite, uh, you know, quiet just in their demeanor. I'm not talking about personality. I'm talking about an inward flow. I'm talking about your spirit burning hot. Now, the Amplified Classic translation of verse 11. Now, let me read again the King James of Romans 12, verse 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. This is how the Amplified Classic reads of verse 11. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the spirit, serving the Lord. Now you're ready to serve him properly. Amen. There's no complaint in the mouth of someone who's serving when they're hot. Amen. How do we know if someone is less than hot for God? Complaint. Praise the Lord. We got to do a personal checkup now. Come on. Are we complaining about something? Uh, when, you're hot for, when you're hot for God, you don't even notice. There are certain things that, that may irritate or rub somebody else wrong and you won't even notice them because you're so taken up with uh, your focus being on God and on the right thing. Amen. When someone is full of the word and the spirit, they are fervent about the things of God. They're not apathetic. They're not half-hearted. And they're not distracted from spiritual things and giving their best to the unimportant. Oh, that's so good. That's good. 
So notice this, verse 11 again, the Amplified Classic, never lag. Ah, notice this, never. 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 Why? There's danger in lagging. Um, remember, do you remember in school that sometimes maybe in your school, they, they did field trips. Anybody yes. ever take field trips? Remember? Yes. And, uh, they took chaperones right. <laughs> depending on the age group and how young they were. And, um, they would, they would put you with a buddy, you know, you had to be with a buddy. You had to stay with the group. Yes. Yes, right? Are. You couldn't just wander off and do your own thing. Right. Why? Because you were going to leave safety. If you lag behind, yeah. if you wander off, mm-hmm. you're leaving safety. It's the same thing spiritually. If we lag behind what God is leading us into, we wander off, go a different direction, something's going to be unsafe. Yes. Amen. Yes. Never, that's why the Amplified Classic, look at it again, verse 11. Never lag. Never, never get behind in what? In zeal. Yeah. Uh-huh. In earnest yeah. endeavor. Be aglow. Yes. And burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Yes. This is not a personality yeah. description. Right. Right. This is a spiritual hunger. Yes. yes. It's a hunger description. Hungry for God. I'm hungry for God. And if we're not careful, our hunger can wane. We don't want to let it wane. Stir ourselves up. If we show ourselves not interested in something, we can be bypassed. Now, let me, let me explain that. When one of my sons, my youngest son, he uh, was about, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, somewhere around in there. We live about an hour away from Disneyland here in Southern California. And my husband and I, we went in one morning, woke him up and said, we're going to take you to Disneyland today. Surprise. And he goes, oh, okay. And I thought, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. (laughs) If you're not any more interested in it than that, this is the last time we'll surprise you with that. Why? Because the way he responded showed his interest level. He was fine to go, but he certainly wasn't burning hot about it. (laughs) Listen, I got other things to do. I can go do something else, you know. So because of that, the way he responded, that let me know we're not doing this again. Not saying you can't go again. You can go, but somebody else is going to have to take you. (laughs) If uh, if your friends are going good, bye. See you. But um, what I mean by that is his response let me know what I would keep doing for him. Our fervency shows God what we are allowing him to keep doing for us. God doesn't withhold, but our lack of fervency either closes the door. Well, let me say this, not lack of fervency, but our fervency level. It'll either close the door or open the door for God to do more or less for us. God wants wants to do more, but our fervency has something to do with it. We don't just sit, listen, God, God wants everyone healed. God wants everyone to have every, every one of his children. He wants every need of their life supplied. But if someone's half-hearted toward that, then that's going to indicate what God can do. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Why? Because um, there's opposition out there. Yes. Yeah. The enemy is going to oppose you receiving God's best. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And if we are half-hearted, it, we, we won't get past that opposition. Wow. Wow. And God wants to bring us into fullness of, his, of the blessings. But if we're half-hearted, we can't get past the opposition. Yeah. Right. Amen. Um, have you ever been, you were going to make a trip and maybe the weather became unfriendly. <laughs> too much rain, too much snow, whatever. Something happened. You go, no problem. I got snow chains. Why? Because I'm going on that trip, right? You will come up with a way to get past those things that could hinder your progress. Fervency always has a way to get past opposition. It doesn't sit back and get stopped. Fervency will blow past opposition, barricades, all kinds of things that try to hinder it. And then uh, when we're fervent, then God can bring us into more because we're, we're getting past things that would try to hold us back. Um, hallelujah. Be a glow, as this says, verse 11, the Amplified. Be a glow and burning with the spirit, serving the Lord. Not, this is not, a, this is, I don't serve him out of duty. Right. I serve him right. out of my absolute hunger and hotness. Yes. Right. And that's the way to honor him. Yes. Amen. Um, Kenneth Hagan, Brother Hagan came to our church in 2003. That's the last week long crusade he did in the United States was at our church. And he sat in our hospitality room after the service one night and he turned to us and he said, do you know how you get miracles? He said, it's not just by prayer. He said, it's by hunger. You teach the people to be hungry and God meets the hunger. Because people can pray and pray and pray out of a, if I could say this, a sense of duty. Mm. But if they're not stirred up and hungry, then um, they won't receive all that God has. When we're fervent, we're hungry. We're hungry. So we must pay attention to our spiritual temperature. We are to be fervent, hot, and boiling over on purpose. And it is our place and our responsibility to be fervent. It's not God's responsibility to thrill us. It is our responsibility to be thrilled. Amen. If we're not thrilled, if we're not as hot as we used to be, we can correct that. I said, we can correct that. We need to adjust our spiritual temperature. How do we correct it? Get around the one that's hot. The Bible says God is fire from the low ones up and fire from the low ones down. Spend time with him. Spend time feeding on the word. Spend time in prayer and fellowship with God. It will stoke that fire in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, We don't want to think that we don't want to get into the mindset that we're just going to drift or float into God's best. Um, to reach the, the fullness, it takes going against the flow of the world. Mm-hmm. 
It takes going against the flow that's around the spirit of the world. It takes going against the flow of doubt, going against the flow of unbelief, going against the flow of fear. That's, it's not in you, but it's around you in this world. Remember when God's people, um, God told Moses, send a spy from each one of the, each one of the tribes to spy out the promised land. There were 12 tribes, so he sent one man from every tribe. Um, Caleb and Joshua came back with a different report because they were of a different spirit. They came back saying, we are well able to take the land. Let's go up at once. Yes, there's giants in the land. They're bread for us. Let's go eat. That was their whole approach. Let's go eat. Um, the other 10, we can't do this. We can't do it. What was the problem? They weren't hot. They weren't full of the word God said. Joshua and Caleb came back talking what God said. And the 10 other 10 spies that were in unbelief came back talking what they saw. Joshua and Caleb saw the same thing, but they didn't come back talking about what they saw. They came back talking about what God said. Now to be fervent and hot for God, you have to hold to what God said and not just get occupied with what you see because what you see will cool you down. The natural will cool you. What you see, what you feel, what you hear can talk, will try to talk you out of what God's made yours. So how do, you, how do you correct any spiritual temperature that needs to be corrected? Get full of the Word. Yes. Get it in you. Yes. Get it in you. Get it in you. Yes. And spend time with God. Yes. Amen. Spend time talking to Him. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It won't leave your spiritual temperature the same. It won't leave it the same. Uh, when somebody, when, there's, when their physical temperature is too high. You know what they do? They do. They put things around, ice packs, anything to bring it down. Yeah. If, a, if a spiritual temperature is too low, they'll put heating pads and stuff to bring it up. Why? Because what you get around will affect your temperature. Yeah. Make sure that what you're getting around is taking your spiritual temperature in the right direction. Yeah. That you're, it's, your fellowship is getting you hotter for God, not colder towards spiritual things. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're on page two. So we've got more to go. That's what I'm saying. We've got more to go and you don't want to miss it. Go back and watch previous episodes. Amen. And I'm just going to agree with you right now. Father, I thank you that the power of God, the word of God is moving in these people. And we thank you that that word finds its place in their heart. And we say, Satan, you take your hands off their lives. In Jesus' name, you take your hands off their mind. You take your hands off their body. And I say, be free to serve God. In Jesus' name, amen. And all you do is say, I take it. Amen. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference. 
right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.